Welcome to Healing the Spirit, a space where we awaken our creativity, deepen our connections, and remember who we are through the lens of astrology, archetypes, and art making. I'm your host, Jonathan Coe. Hello everyone, welcome to Healing the Spirit and welcome to this contemplation. So I'm going to be sharing with you what I perceive from the perspective of the energy and the astrology of the coming week and my invitation for you is to co-create a space with me here where you can get to listen to and feel into your own knowing. The more I do these contemplations, the more convinced I am that the real value of these episodes is to provide the co-presence of someone who is feeling into what it is that they are feeling into, which is me, and in the presence of you, sharing space energetically with me here, something will activate in your field, right? Something will be inspiring and inspired for you and that that is precisely what you're here to receive. That is precisely what you're here to work with. So yeah, trust that whatever is coming up for you takes precedence and priority over the intellectual content of everything that I'm sharing here. So let's begin with the overview of the astrology. On Monday the 20th, Sun in Scorpio will sextile Pluto in Capricorn. On Tuesday the 21st, Mars in Scorpio will sextile Pluto. On Wednesday the 22nd, Sun will enter Sagittarius. On Thursday, Sun in Sagittarius will square Saturn in Pisces. On Friday the 24th, Mars will enter Sagittarius. On Saturday, Mars will square Saturn in Pisces, and on Sunday, Mercury in Sagittarius will try North Node in Aries. So that kind of sounds like a lot, but basically, if we have to summarize it, the main thing that's going on this coming week is that first, Sun and Mars, which are in Scorpio, will sextile Pluto in Capricorn, and then they will individually move to Sagittarius, and then they will square Saturn. And so to me, this is interesting because in some ways it kind of feels like a continuation of last week. So last week, at the start of the week, we have the new moon in Scorpio. The end of the week, we have a Mars Kazemi um, in Scorpio. And so this week, this theme of working with the sun and Mars continues. But the energy starts to shift a little bit. To me, it feels like there's more of of an opening up. There's more of a clearing out. There's not so... um, At the same time, I don't think there's this full-blown clarity around the bigger picture, right? There's this feeling of something's definitely shifting, but we don't yet know exactly how to respond to the shift. This coming week, 
feels to me like a lot of liminal energy, a lot of potentially confusing energy, especially if we try to process it through our brain, through our mental faculties, if we try to create frameworks around our internal processes, that can be really hard. Languaging things can be really hard. Concepts can feel weird and elusive. Um, there can be this sensation, this feeling of, I know something is happening, but I can't fully make sense of it. And at the same time, if we turn towards our energy bodies, towards our emotional bodies, towards our deeper knowing, we can likely sense that something's happening, something's shifting, right? So this is a week that feels to me like the time when we get to choose how to be with the tension, right? The tension uh, that our energies, our spirits are moving through some kind of blossoming, some kind of flowering, some kind of becoming. But our minds are not always to see that this is happening. And it's certainly not clear about what is actually happening. So the invitation as we, you know, before I go even deeper into the subtleties of the energy that I'm perceiving, to me, the real invitation here is to recenter into our own sense of spiritual clarity. Some of the questions that may be helpful to guide you in this process is how do you know when your intuition speaks to you? How do you feel into the unseen support that's available to you? How do you know when you're blocked? And how do you know when it's simply not time for you to see the bigger picture, right? And to me, this is important because sometimes when I am not seeing the bigger picture yet, and yet my mind is insistent on being able to see that bigger picture, it can feel like I'm blocked right? But actually, the two experiences are distinct. And so I invite you, I challenge you to feel into how are they different? How do I know when I'm blocked versus when I'm just not seeing clarity yet? Because sometimes when we're not yet seeing clarity, what we really need is just to keep going, right? Whereas when we're actually blocked or we're moving in the direction that doesn't feel right, that may be an invitation to re-navigate or to reorient, right? How do you know the difference between I'm not seeing the picture yet, I just need to keep going versus I'm moving in the direction that doesn't feel in alignment with me and I need to shift, so one thing that can be really helpful if you find that in certain areas of your life, you are kind of in this space of needing to continue going in order to deepen and in the deepening, perhaps receive more information, see more of the bigger picture, but you just need to be a little bit more patient while also continuing to press on is to consider the possibility that maybe the joy of learning and the joy of experiencing is the point in this moment in time, right? I always like to consider 
the possibility that the main point of me being alive isn't necessarily to experience what I think I want to experience in terms of relationship, in terms of my job, in terms of the titles that I want to hold, etc. Right? But maybe the point of my aliveness is simply to experience, to know, and to feel the universe as it's unfolding in front of me and within me right now. There's no question that we live in challenging times, in times that feel really weird and difficult. There's no question that being alive, being a sentient, cognizant human being is really hard at this time. At the same time, I think that it's also the time when spiritual perfectionism can really take us away from the point of the whole thing, right? And in allowing ourselves to move forward imperfectly from a place of not needing to feel 100% before we take action, from a place of trusting that taking one step in the dark towards a direction, any direction, will give us more information, can actually bring us into surprises that are illuminating. To me, like I mentioned earlier, this past couple weeks, so this coming week and last week, really feel like one long stretch of the Mars Kazemi. What does that mean, right? The energy that I'm sensing is it feels really hard to come into a sense of clarity about our path, our relationships, our lives. It feels really challenging to move from this place of internally feeling like, oh yes, I'm resourced. There's flow here. There's alignment, right? Which is for a lot of us, I think, how we want to, how we prefer to, to live, right? We prefer to make decisions from uh, knowing exactly or at least feeling certainty over, oh, I think this is how this is going to pan out, right? But with this energy in the cosmic soup, what I'm sensing is that there's a lot of uh, urgency. There's a lot of like raw physical body energy that wants us to move forward. And yet we are kind of also aware that on a larger, bigger picture, we can't fully make sense of any direction we're going. And so it can almost feel like we are, um, we can feel really blocked. And, and for me, what I wonder about if, you know, this is also your experience is that maybe there's a little bit of pain right? There's a little bit of psychosomatic pain that you may be moving through as you are feeling this contrast between the internal burst and abundance of energy to move forward and external kind of um, energy, right? Like um, on an external level, there may not be a lot of signs telling you go here, go there, right? Um this may also be the time that I think is perfect for us to do some some deeper work, right? To really look at some things that we haven't wanted to look at for some time. That if we had a choice, if it 
didn't feel so urgent for us to look at this, we may not ever want to, right? Um, this may be stuff that feels really sticky, really dense, really hard, really decimating to part of our ego. You know, we may be really invited to look at um, parts of ourselves that don't corroborate or don't support our own idea of what a what a kind person we are right what a great person we are what a uh what a wonderful being made of light right <laughs> there's this theme of deep unconscious patterns coming up from the um subconscious from the deeper parts of us into the body into our material reality into our relationships right there's a sense that whatever we've been shoving down underneath the table cannot be ignored anymore in the metaphor of gardening i think these are not really harvest times right this is not really the time when we go out into the garden right bring a book enjoy the sunshine um, warming us, right? And then feeling entertained by, look at all these flowers blossoming. I did such a beautiful job, you know? This is more the time for us to get down on our knees and start pulling the weeds. With the Sun-Mars sextile to Pluto, there's a lot of support actually for us to muster the energy, the vitality, the investigative powers to look at the patterns we've, we've been engaging with that at some point in the past made us powerful, right? Kept us safe. But now we may become aware that these patterns now become limitations. They, they limit our access to, to a deeper sense and a deeper expression of our authenticity this past week i'm deeply reminded in my own life in my own path even by one of my teachers that our defense mechanisms our fear responses are these incredibly intelligent ways of coping of surviving that truly worked at some point in time right especially when the orientation and the main goal was survival. And then when we're done with that particular chapter, suddenly these mechanisms and these responses, they don't really work anymore because we are being invited to look at and start to cultivate relationships with new tools, right? To help us live more as ourselves. The end result of engaging in this process in the medium term, in the long term, can actually look like deep growth, can actually look like up-leveling, right? can look like transformation. And also at the same time, deep growth, up-leveling, transformation, these are not linear processes. Up-leveling always requires us to simultaneously go deeper, right? My favorite metaphor always to talk about this are trees. In order for a tree to grow taller, it's necessary for that same tree to also root deeper into earth, right? The process of growing taller looks exciting, jubilant, maybe even sexy from the outside. And 
simultaneously the process of rooting down more deeply, there's a lot of challenges there. There can be a lot of confusion. It's not necessarily um, a clear one way going from A to B process. And we can see this too, right? Visually in how a tree looks, quite literally. If you look up at the branches of the tree, it's not like the branches are straight, right? But there's kind of, when I, whenever I look at the tallest branches of the trees, there's this elegance to it, right? There's this exuberance. There's kind of this uh, really graceful movement through the air. But the air is not the same texture and density as the earth, right? When you look down at the roots of the trees, these deep roots, they look wonky, right? You can literally see signs of struggle. You can literally see signs of brute force with the roots. Very rarely have I seen tall trees that have roots that are oh so sweet and clean, right? <laughs> And so I think this is such a great metaphor for the work that a lot of us are doing in this moment. I've been thinking about what it means for me to work with difficulties, to work with tensions as part of deepening into my unique experiences and my unique path, as part of committing more deeply to this process of being alive, of engaging with my aliveness, of honoring this brief, ephemeral, unpredictable, mortal lives. With the Sun and Mars later in the week moving into Sagittarius and squaring Saturn in Pisces, this is such a beautiful representation and reminder of this challenge, right? It's, it's really giving us a reminder that just because you come into this realization about your life, this awareness, this aha moment of maybe what you're ready to release, what you're ready to embrace in order to come into new level of deeper authenticity with yourself, doesn't mean that everything will just go smoothly. We live in a culture that believes that insights are everything, right? But to me, they're really not. There's something about integration into our lived experiences that can feel really wonky. And the wonkiness is not necessarily a sign that you're doing it wrong. I'm going to talk a little bit more about this. But I also want to say that Sagittarius, right, is associated with our belief systems, with our philosophies. Pisces is associated with our psychic realities, right, as informed by the health or lack thereof of our energetic systems. Both are ruled by Jupiter, but Sagittarius is this fiery realm, right, of Jupiter, whereas Pisces is the watery realm. And so whenever we're facing the Jupiterian, there's to me an invitation to contemplate the tension between what we say we believe is possible versus our ability to energetically align and hold that possibility. There's a way that we've been seeing and engaging with challenges that I think for many of us are so ingrained within so many different layers of reality, right? Within so many spaces and communities that talk about the spiritual dimension. 
And it basically sounds like this, right? If you're doing something right, or if you're aligned with the right force and the right motivation, then you will experience flow because the universe supports you. First of all, I don't think that this is inherently wrong. I've definitely had moments in my life where I've done enough work and I got lucky enough that yes, somehow I managed to get things to align um, and 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 I, I get the thing I wanted, right? Or the thing I needed. But, and also, I think that this line of thinking can be misconstrued, right? As if something's not going right, then I must also be doing something wrong. What do I need to do to problem solve? And often, I think we bring a lot of stories, right, about the punishing God that we have invented as humans to further serve as evidence that there's something wrong with us when we are experiencing challenges. This is so prevalent, I think, especially in countries like the United States, where a lot of how the fabric of our society is built and woven is deeply tied to a certain way of looking at religion that is very much rooted in punishment and ascension, right? First of all, I think this is a highly inaccurate take on reality. And to me, what gets us stuck is this mentality of consistently trying to course correct based on what we don't like in the present and what we believe we did wrong in the past that contribute to the present reality. Here's how I think about it instead. I think that every growth requires tension. Every growth requires adjustment. Whenever we are growing upwards as the metaphorical trees that we are, we're also faced with the task of rooting deeper. And so what opens up when we allow ourselves to trust that the tension, the discomfort, the adjustment, the process of clearly witnessing the parts that we would rather not see, aka needing to do the shadow work, especially when reality kind of slaps us, forces us into doing the shadow work? What if these are all evidence that we are in fact moving? We may not know exactly where we're moving. We may not know exactly where we're being guided to. But it is nonetheless movement, right? Tension, discomfort, adjustment, these are all part of the dynamic reality of being alive and growing. And so we can choose to see these challenges as evidence that we are going down the wrong path, or we can choose to see the challenges as evidence that we are entering a new terrain, right? A new landscape that may be unfamiliar to us, that we may not totally know yet what the rules of this particular level is. And so maybe we're just needing a little bit more time to work with a different orientation. When I pull cards for this coming week, I pull two cards from the tarot. One to describe what we need to know, and the other one to describe what we need to do. 
And what I pulled for what we need to know is the Wheel of Fortune, which in the Golden Dawn Association is correlated with Jupiter. And to me, it feels maybe more like Sag energy. And then I also pulled for what we need to do. The card that I pulled is the Hanged One, which is associated with Pisces. And so this to me feels so great, right? And so aligned with the astrology. And so in another words, what I think we are moving through is we need to understand that we are in this process of recalibration, in this process of things moving around that may feel deeply disorienting. And the reminder is to realize that things are moving around, right? And in the mere fact, the mere realization that things are moving around, perhaps we don't need to get so riled up about not fully understanding our orientation and to trust in the process anyway. To me, patience is a key virtue to maybe be grounding into for this coming week. Some of the ways that we can do this, if you are trained in energy work, you may want to ground, you may want to clear any current grounding you have and continue to give yourself present moment grounding. I think the movement for this coming week is going to be quite fast, a little bit dizzying. So taking care of our physical bodies and our physical vessels on top of doing energetic work or doing devotional work can be really, really helpful. I think a really simple practice of breathing into our belly or some type of conscious breathing can be really helpful. Giving ourselves the space and the opportunity to lie on the floor in the middle of the day in between tasks or meetings can be really supportive. And if you have a little bit of extra time or if you live near a body of water, I think staring at a body of water or actually staring at open flame in a way that's safe, obviously, like if you have a candle or something like that, can be really helpful. That just kind of giving ourselves a chance to attune to the elements and to allow ourselves to co-regulate with the elements of water and fire can be so helpful for really giving us um, guidance around what it looks like to be with change and with shifts and with transformations that we may not fully have intelligence around you know, that we may not have full conscious understanding around. So that's it by way of contemplations. I hope that this has served you. I hope this gave you some interesting food for thought. And I hope that you also give yourself a chance to trust and to process some of the things that come up for you as you are listening to this. As always, 
I would really appreciate your help in getting this work out there. If you feel like these contemplations, this podcast has helped you in some shape or form, I would really love to receive a review on Apple Podcast. Literally two, three sentences is more than adequate. It's very helpful in getting the word out there for the podcast. And it's really helpful in getting others who can resonate with this work, find this work. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for sitting here with me. Thank you for co-creating this space with me. And I wish you a beautiful week. And I look forward to seeing you soon. Sending you lots and lots of love. Thank you. Thank you.